Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Shania. I'm Diana. And today we're going to be talking about managing difficult clients. Yeah. So this is a question that mean a, a topic that a lot of people reach out to us in the industry for. I get a lot of questions. I'm sure you do about how do I do this? What what booking do I use? What cancellation policy do I use? What refund policy do yeah, I use? Yeah. Every time I put a TikTok uh, up about like charging a booking fee. Mm. It it seems to go off. <laughs> it, it just it's like it's something that a lot of people struggle. I can't with. believe it, it's this. So some I, I think I don't think everyone charges a booking fee because it's still a question that gets out like, oh, what do I do when a client hasn't paid a cancellation yeah. fee? Yeah. Like, if you have it in your cancellation policies, if you don't like the the policy would be something like if you don't turn up, you have to pay this. If a client hasn't paid you any money before the appointment you are not going to get a cent out of them after it they're just going to go somewhere else and there's no there's no reason for them to pay you they're just like okay cool i'll just go somewhere else and there's so many lash techs that's why whenever i talk about this i tell people to ask for payment beforehand like i charge 100 percent before that way you charge for the full appointment oh really yeah new clients they play they pay it oh what about your anyone 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 regulars anything that way i can be like okay you cancelled within this amount of time you get you pay for fifty percent, and I just refund. I just refund the rest of it to them. Refund. So yeah, I get a lot of um, shocks like you when I tell people that. But it's like it kind of sets apart your um, audience as well because if people aren't serious about coming to you, yeah, they're not going to pay. Yeah, you know. And I think a lot of people fall into the trap when they're new lash artists to be as accessible to as many people yeah, as possible. Yeah, to try to appease all their clients and yeah. make everyone happy. That's how you lose yourself as 100%. a business owner and that's how you get overwhelmed and you start... People walk all over you. Yeah, and you get burnout. Mm-hmm. So one of the easiest ways to solve that one of that problem to charge a booking fee 100% and have policies in place that are transparent from day one like me personally I was like I had no policies yeah because I didn't think that people were gonna be that shit to be honest I didn't think that people would just not rock up twice in a row or not pay and be like I'll transfer you when I get paid do you know what I mean like I never thought that that would happen so I tell every single one of my students I don't care if you think you're not going to be successful I don't care if you think that this is a side hustle you need to have these policies in place so you're completely transparent to all of your clients and if you set yourself up professionally like that from the get-go people will not walk over you at all yeah if you are too scared to put your foot down and put those boundaries in place you will never be a successful business owner. Yeah. And I say that from a lot of past mistakes. Yeah. So one like I found that once once the booking programs came out, I used to use Timely. Yeah. Um and those fees were there. I that, that minimized the no-shows to about yeah. 99%. And if someone couldn't turn up le- for a legitimate reason, they would make an effort to be courteous to tell you yeah. Hey, I need to reschedule. They wouldn't just not rock up exactly. because there's money invested. So if I going back to you saying a legitimate reason, what if I was like to you, okay, I have a lash appointment at twelve thirty today. I message you at eleven thirty. Hey, oh my god, I was just about to leave. Um, my car's not starting. That's a, it. Depends. Like if it's a new, oh, fuck, that's a hard one because I think you give grace one time. Mm-hmm. If it's a new client. And if it's a re- if it's a regular client who never does stuff stuff like that, I mm. t- I believe them. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll give them a grace period because shit like that does happen. It's when it's a reoccurring behavior, and yeah. it's all every appointment. That's when I'm 
that's when I'll be like, no, sorry, like this, that's okay. What about? Okay, you let me go on that one. Two appointments, I rock up maybe like a minute late, whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the fourth appointment. I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm feeling really unwell today. I don't want to get you sick. Like, what would you do in that situation? So in a... In if they've paid a, the deposit, then you keep the, the, the deposit's not going to be moved. But what will be your... What ground what, what ground would you have to stand on to not believe them? Well, if they were that sick, they'd let you know before the day. Mm. No? Because I get this situation... Unless, the unless they message you first thing in the morning, mm. like, hey, I've woken up. So you like analyze it. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you pick up people's patterns. The more yeah. clients you do and the more experience you've got, you work out who's talking shit and who's like legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So how would you deal with that in a conversation? Because I think that a lot of people struggle with how to structure their conversations, which is why this podcast is a good idea. So I can yeah. give you specific questions and scenarios that even I get. Um how would you structure that type of conversation? I also, just before we answer that, I've also limited the amount of access my clients have to contact me. So when online booking became a thing, I didn't encourage text messaging and yeah. phone calls, but my number was there. Mm. I think when you, this is just from my experience, when you are texting, when I was younger, and I had a lot of clients that were at similar age to me, so between 20 and 25, I found that when I used to text them back and forth, the relationship got a little sloppy. Mm. So they were more comfortable to let me know that they weren't rocking up, they were late, they were, it was like, hey babe, hey, you know, I can't come, which yeah. it, it the boundaries were mushed. Yep. yep. Whereas I feel like um, when everything's done through, say, a, a booking program and they can clearly st- see your policies when they're yeah. booking in and everything looks so professional it keeps that wall of your boundaries in place yeah so when they do get to a point where they have to let you know that they're running late they think about it if, if they're talking shit i'm saying yeah they, they, they approach it in more of a professional manner mm. as opposed to just sending a, hey, babe, I'm going to be like late. I, I, like, I don't know, I slept yeah. in or I'm hungover or yeah. they, they, they won't use those excuses anymore. It'll, right. Does that make so sense? So you're saying to have um, a proper avenue for your clients to reschedule, cancel, book appointments without contacting you. So then the onus is if, on them. Because if it's an emergency, your, num- your number is there yeah. and they know that, because you don't usually use your phone to contact like messages, like flippant messages, like, yeah. you know, after hour texts or yeah. Sunday texts. Yeah. Once you put those, and I used to do that. I'm not saying don't do it. I used to do all that stuff. I found when I stopped doing that and I encouraged them to either, um, you know, start booking through the online system or email or just for emergency contact me if you need anything. Those really easily sent texts to say hey babe i'm hungover can i move my appointment would stop yeah and they'd only contact me when it was an actual legitimate reason to reschedule right so it's all about creating those boundaries with your clients yeah in the beginning and making sure that you keep those boundaries when it comes to forms of communication absolutely is that what you're trying to say yeah Yeah. and i feel like this is very important if you are working from home as well yeah because people will assume because you work from home you can just lash anytime you want 
Um, and again, I used to do this. I used to, if a client wanted me at 10 o'clock at night because she had to put her kids to like, depends. Sometimes I would still do that because I like, I love my clients. But when I had a client say that the only time she could come to me was 10 o'clock every time mm. because of how she had to put her kids to sleep. It wasn't a one-time thing. I, I get people have kids, but it's not, I don't have to work at 10 o'clock and finish at 12 yeah do you know what i mean like it was it's also your business though someone else might cater to that yeah but it's up to you and your schedule yeah but the thing that grinds me is if i had a salon yeah she wouldn't have asked me that yeah of course so that's when i started thinking like well she's only asking me that because she knows and she also mentioned oh because i don't have a partner and i don't have kids and that's what that's what shoot me oh yeah because it's like just because i'm at home and don't have a partner and i don't have any like your time isn't as valuable exactly So when you hear little things like that, and she did, she didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't a like it was. It was just a remark. It yeah. was just like oh, I've got kids. You like you you don't like. But I, who wants to work at ten o'clock at night? So how would you how would you respond to someone cancelling first if you were still taking messages through DM through text messages, being like, so this is the fourth appointment now. Yep. First appointment they cancelled. Second appointment they came. Third appointment they came. Fourth appointment they're now like. Hey babe, I woke up. This is an hour. Let me set the scene. An hour before the before their appointment, first client of the day. They're like, "Hey, I'm feeling really sick this morning. Um, I'm not gonna be able to make it. Can you reschedule me for like in another couple of days?" They've already cancelled. I'd say, I'm, like, I'm sorry that you're sick. Mm-mm. Um, due to the proximity of time and how close you've let me know, I'm unable to book an another appointment in that time so you'll have to just book in your appointment online and this deposit will cover that's the missed appointment okay how about i say that's not fair i'm sick why would i have to pay that why would i why god you're really putting fee? me on the spot i'm now, just saying aren't you? i'm just saying this is like i feel like this will be really helpful for our audience <laughs> so how you do it I know it's been. I feel like we should have done it to me because I deal with. It clients depends every on how week. they're text. I, I don't. I don't know. Everyone's. It, I gauge off when I meet people. Yeah. If I vibe with them, if I can tell, it, I usually start like I started. You can pick up on how a person is when they walk into a salon, or when mm. they walk. You can tell by the way they speak, their demeanor. I, it, it's judgmental. I get it, but I'm sure everyone will understand. You start to if work work out how to speak to a certain person you know can you be a little bit more relaxed with this client do you have to be have a stiff upper lip with another client it, it's it's they're all variables that okay you- so what if this is a client that you're um that's quite like formal then i'd probably give her the grace and cop it on the chin really yeah interesting so if it was someone who was like a little bit more relaxed would it's you- not just that, like all right, for I don't know how am I explaining this. Most when I when I like the last few years I've been lashing, my clients have generally been really good. Yeah, like my my solid clients have been really really good. There was one girl that just she seemed very disorganized in life in general when I spoke to her. When she came in, she was always flustered or always late. She would be someone I wouldn't give grace to. Yeah. Whereas I'd give grace to my legit client, like my regular clients. 
because I knew them enough to know that they wouldn't say that unless it was true. Right. So so they have that trust with you and they've shown up on time. Yeah. They pay. Well, yeah. They do all that type of yeah. stuff. Book their appointments in advance. Yeah. Are so organized. It's, I, I know I said to keep the boundaries up with your clients, but you can, like, I didn't, you can still be friends with them. Yeah. But there's a way in which you interact with them initially yeah. to maintain that respect. Definitely. It's like dating someone, I yeah. suppose. Let's not get into what you do on dates. I don't care. <laughs> but the way you hold yourself and portray portray yourself um like it's just I'd first just, impressions are important yeah. especially as a business owner that's providing absolutely. a absolutely and then once yeah. you get used to that person you open up a little bit you start with the lash therapy sessions it's fine yeah but as long as that respect is still there once a person start like yeah i don't know that's what i think anyway okay all right so i'll talk about my experience with that type of stuff okay, okay so I, I told you earlier that everybody prepays for my appointments and in the past they haven't. I've taken, um, I used to take a booking fee, but then people move money out of their card and then you can't charge the cancellation fee. And it's just like a whole It's a headache thing. you don't need it's to worry about. It's a whole thing. So when I started to kind of like level up my business, I started asking everyone for prepayment. Yes, that meant that I had to declare every single appointment and I couldn't really do cash, but that was a price that I was willing to pay to make sure that people rock up to their appointments. Yeah. Now I don't have any I don't have anybody cancel. I don't have anybody cancel. If they need to cancel, they'll message me still. But they're totally aware of the fact that if they cancel within twelve hours, it's it's counted as like I take even if they're sick. If they're sick, I okay. So this is what happened. This is what happened with one of my clients. I don't want to sound like I'm barbaric, but this is my time and my business that I'm expecting someone to rock up to an appointment for me to get money for. Okay, one of my clients, she was she's a regular. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She went to hospital the night before and got her partner to text me and be like, hey, um, she's not feeling well. She's not going to be able to come to her appointment tomorrow. That wasn't out of, like, the fact that she wanted to lose her money. It was out of respect for my time. Like, I would have probably refunded her because she's never, ever, ever cancelled an appointment. If she was, if she messaged me in the morning, I would have been like, are you okay? Don't worry about pay- paying the cancellation fee because it's a, it's a part of, like... Is your cancellation fee additional to your... No, uh, sorry, I don't have a cancellation fee. So my cancellation policy is the prepayment. Yeah, so yeah, if okay. you cancel within 12 hours, yeah. you forfeit yeah that appointment fee yeah. which is the whole yeah, yeah, refill yeah, yeah, price okay, yeah. right um so when i used to have people come to me and be like hey i can't come you know when i wasn't charging 100% of the appointment price i would kind of be like to people i would try to figure out so they, they would message me and be like hey um i know i have an appointment at 1:30 but i can't come in this is at 10:30 in the morning i would usually let the first one slide just I would yeah. I would usually let the first one slide because I give a bit of grace and you know it's like it's okay things come up things happen but after the second third whatever amount of time I was like super super harsh and if people didn't show up I was so strict when it came to no shows like if you no showed if you're late to your appointment I'm not messaging you I'm not going to see that's where you are different, but that's I'm not, different to what you're you being asked blocked. me that's different to what you asked me okay then you asked me you a asked me no hang on <laughs> you asked me what i would do if someone messaged me saying that they were sick and couldn't come yeah i am still strict if there's no shows i'm not saying that you're not strict no i'm just saying but that's this different <laughs> kennel of fish if i hang on you because you were about to say something about your 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 client messaging you in the morning saying she was sick and what would you do so I said that the first time I would give them grace, but the second, third, Absolutely. and all those times I would be like, 
if it's like, a pattern that's, if it's a yeah definitely that's when you put your foot down i think that it's really important to believe in your policies yeah so if you say i understand that things come up but this is still my business and i still have to get paid for these appointments regardless of what comes up yeah you need to be consistent with that you can't of be course. like to this person to oh, oh it's okay like oh it's okay and then enforce it to somebody else you need to be like consistent absolutely. on what you're doing absolutely because otherwise your policies mean nothing no, they abso- literally mean nothing that. i'm just i agree with that i just i also believe in giving people grace because i know I, yeah. things pop uh, come up and you yeah. don't want to be so harsh that you're in you're not you don't have any compassion for your clients. Yeah, of course. Because we've been in that situation too where we can't go to other places. The thing is though, I don't know if it's me being a business owner, but I never expect anybody to bend their cancellation policy just because I'm a loyal customer or whatever it may be. Like, for example, take my daughter's daycare, for example. Mm. If she's sick, I still pay. They're not like, yeah, oh, I it's would okay. Too. I wouldn't complain for the feedback. Yeah, no, like I still have to pay. There's no, there's not even any yeah. room to complain. Like that is a fee. She can't come bad luck we yeah. still have to pay but for whatever most people are like that it's it's i wouldn't say uh it, like if people mm. can't come to a lash appointment and they've told me they're not coming i've really very rarely had anyone argue for the money back i have really yeah i have but that was when i was charging less because i mean me and you both know the I more that you dem- charge you attract yeah, a different, different type of clientele yeah. so when i was charging less and like maybe a new lash artist and they could see that i wasn't experienced people would fight me yeah people what? would be like yeah people would fight me they'd be like i want my deposit back this isn't fair i can't go to my appointment why are you taking my deposit it's not fair i'm sick my daughter's sick i need to take my cat to the vet are- my f- tire's flat this isn't fair yeah <laughs> yeah they're not clients you want yeah. at all. but we have to start from somewhere right yeah we've all done that so i think that when you're dealing with these type of any type of diff- difficult client exchange the first step is to be absolutely confident in your policy yeah you need to be able to enforce it you need to be able to feel co- and that comes from setting policies that are manageable for you just because i take prepayment doesn't mean that you should but you should charge a booking fee of course because i, I you guarantee you people will think twice before they either don't show up or even contact you to say they they can't come because yeah. they can't be bothered or they're hungover like for a stupid excuse it's happened to me like i've gone to cancel a um appointment that i made online and i went to go cancel it you know like through the link in the email doesn't work and then it says like you will be charged 50 percent, and i'm like oh and then you go <laughs> yeah i'll just go yeah. i'll just it's like not worth it and i'll just the, go the book, thank you you mess, uh mentioning that the booking programs allow your clients to reschedule their appointment without having to contact you yeah so it takes another headache away from you yeah because i remember back in the day when there was no booking programs you'd have to answer the phone yeah whilst you had a client and now you can avoid all of that headache and you don't have to do the admin of that after you finish your clients or go through your phone and get back to everyone that's text you it's already done and if they yeah. want to reschedule you don't have to uh, like i remember the one thing I hated years ago about booking appointments was when you have to get on the phone and they're like, let me just look at my calendar. Oh, I can't do it that day. What about you this day? day? Oh, Can you I do can't. this day? Oh, my God. Just this way they go online, they see when you're free and you can book complete days out. Um, and that process usually takes on Instagram if you don't have a booking system. It takes like five days to go back and forth and be like, do you have this time available? Yeah, no, but I have this time. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I can't come then. Do you have this time after this time? Yeah. It's, it takes like a couple of days to get a yeah. booking time. So if you're worrying about investing in a booking program online, <laughs> it's 
I don't yeah. know. Are they still thirty dollars? No, it's, a month? it's it's like fifty. 50 oh, it's 50 like now? for a good for a good. I use Square it. though, so it's free. It's worth it because you free up a lot of your headspace and your time, and it's yeah. all organized, and all of your appointments are documented. You list your services, you list your prices, they track everything, they give you sales reports. It's fantastic. So I want to ask you something. Sure. <clears throat> so if you were teaching a if, if I was your student and I was like, hey, I've been getting all these complaints, if you give me a framework of, let's say, three points to hit when you're dealing with customer complaints, what would they be? So we're like, not talking briefly. about no-shows anymore? What are we talking about? What complaints like about Like just what? how to – just general difficult customers, like how to deal like, with so, – But what do you – like complaints about your skills? Service, just service. So what are they complaining about? Do you want me to give you like yeah. specific – Okay. Oh, let me think of one that I got when I was – lashing um what about okay so let's say they're not isolated i'm a new lash artist right they're not isolated that well um and i'm like hey my lashes are really hurting i want to get a refund for them yeah well let yeah come in (laughs) wait if they're really hurt hang on if if you if you're a lash artist and your client is saying that their eyes are hurting I'd tell them to come in immediately or, or, or within as soon as they can. Mm. Because if it's that serious and they are actually hurting, they need to come off. Yeah. So if they really want them off. And ha- would and you give a within, refund? If you I'd took first them off? ask them if they wanted to book in again and give them a break and then do another appointment. Yeah. And use that money to the next. So you would just credit it to the next appointment? I'd offer that as a solution. Okay, right. I'd do everything, offer everything I could beforehand. Mm. Um, if it's an allergic reaction, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't – it's different. If the skill level is low, then I'd probably refund. Mm. But I would suggest that that would be my last resort. Okay, I'd, right. I'd recommend them to give their eyes a break and maybe book another appointment in and just make seem it like free of charge will credit your appointment. Okay. So – if you're strict about no-shows and your client's missing appointments or saying they're late, what do you like when you have to fire a client? I'm the exact same. I keep the same energy when it comes to communication with my clients. And it can be um, a little bit, uh, I guess, unexpected for some clients. But when I have to fire a client, I'm actually really honest. I don't say like, oh, you did X, Y, and Z. I'm just very assertive. And I think that being assertive, I wrote about this in my blog. I was like, I, I talked about how being assertive as a woman in a running a business is a really, really hard thing to do because we're taught to be kind, accommodating, soft, submissive. gentle, submissive. We're taught all these things as women, and then you come into quite a masculine role of being a business owner, and then you have to make all these decisions without being like, oh, let me just get my manager. When would you You're fire the manager. a client? Um, I would fire a client if they were disrespectful to me, one hundred percent. Um, I would fire a client if they were derogatory. Like, I'm not comfortable with racist comments in my lash room. I'm not comfortable with that type of, like, just that type of stuff in my lash room. If people argue with me about my prices and ask for discounts, I'm at the point of my career now, though, where I'm like, I'm not going to deal with any of this stuff because I have, you know, excess clientele. But I would... In those situations, I would. Or if someone's lashes kept falling out, when I know that my retention is like one of the best on the market, I would be like, look, I wouldn't say like, you're fired. I'd be like, I think that another lash tech will be suited to you. Yeah. 
I don't ever say like, I don't like that you said this racist thing in my thing. I might say something like you said something that made me a little bit uncomfortable and that makes me think that maybe I'm not the right lash tech for you. Here, here are some other people in the area that you might, that I've seen their work is really great. Mm-hmm. Give them a go. Um, but I wish you all the best. So there's no wiggle room to be like, wait, but I want to come to you. So it's direct, it's assertive, but yep. not rude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's all about making sure that you believe in what you're saying yep. and that you feel what you're feeling and acknowledge what you're feeling and realize that you don't have to have people that you don't gel with come to your business. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of us, like I said, we're very accommodating. We're, we just want clients at whatever cost but that's not the best thing for your business and your mental health especially when you're dreading doing a client what would you tell people that don't have fully booked appointments and they have a client they want to get rid of but they need the money okay i would say you need to assess whether it's impacting your mental health that's the number one thing if you're dreading this person and being like oh i want to cancel when they come in i don't want to do them they make me feel whatever if you have other clientele the the sooner you start standing up in your business for what you want the sooner you'll start attracting clientele that are like that so let's say you don't want to work like to your example until 10 p.m if not not until 10 p.m the appointment was at 10 (laughs) p.m okay that's even worse yeah um when you stand up for those boundaries and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. You allow for another client to come in that actually does come in in your working hours. Yeah. So to anyone who's new, I will say to let go of any clients that you feel don't fit your business or the way that you want to feel when you're running your business because there's another client that will come in and fit perfectly. Yeah. There's always going to be some someone else. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like you have to service every single person. And I'm not saying to like – I don't know. It's hard because I'm not saying to just be like, no, you're not up to my standards. You're not this. You're not that. Take you, you use your discernment. Use, but that's like such a broad thing to say. Yeah, but it's subjective <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. So take whatever take whatever from what I'm saying and apply it. Like at the end of the yourself. day, you're still running a business, and you yeah. still have to accept that everyone's going to be different, and you will need to tolerate yeah, aspects of, course. of someone's personality and things like that. But there are lines to be drawn and that exactly is subjective right. to every single person that's listening to and this. And you need to business. decide what that is. Exactly. And when you stick to it, you need to be sure in your decision and don't be like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. if, be if you're at a point where you can't stand your client, then that's when you'll do it. Or if you're at a point where your client consistently ignores your policies mm. and just does what they want, that's another reason I'll get rid of a client because that just shows the, the amount of disrespect they have for you, your time, your business yeah. and what you do. And there's always going to be another lash tech that is going to take that client on because yeah. they might be a little bit more relaxed or they might not mind these things that they do. Yeah. So don't feel too bad about I it. I always get nervous when a client comes in saying they've been to like five or six oh lash techs. That freaks me out. That's that's uh, that's like a that's I like an orange flag. Know that's going to be an like orange a, flag. Yeah, orange. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a red flag yet because it could it's just like be a them tangerine trying to... flag. It's like a little bit deeper <laughs> than orange. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where that comes in. And um, what else can we do? I I have a thing where you call your clients babe. Mm. It's just like we're gonna finish off, but I just like I feel like I don't know if this is showing my age. I just go back to when I was 21, 22 lashing and most Mm. of the girls I would do would be my age and they'd go to the same clubs that I would go to. They would go in the same social circles and that is when I'd find a lot of my problems because I'd be friend with all my my clients thinking that they were my friends. Yeah. And um, that's kind of off topic with the hey babe thing because I just thought of something else. But it doesn't matter. We'll we'll run with this. 
when putting up boundaries with your clients, yes, you can be friends with your clients, but you have to make sure that the ones that you make friends with still respect you as a business owner and you dis- you separate the two. Yeah. So I've got so I had some of my girlfriends that would come book in for lashes and they would they wouldn't ask about discounts, they wouldn't it, it's separate. And then there were clients that became my friends and we always kept it separate because of the way I spoke in my text messages regarding their appointment and regarding social. Mhm. I'd, I'd, it, it's just a slight what was the difference just i'd be more formal in the way i'd speak for you in the text messages or whatever in regards to their appointment not completely formal where i was using big words and yeah you know but like it wouldn't be hey hey hun hey hey babe kiss hug kiss hug it would it wouldn't have any of that it would just be a little bit more formal so they knew that this is... I do that too, actually, now that I think about it. it. It's, it's really subtle. Yeah. Like, make sure the spelling's correct in all your words. Don't shorthand. And then when I'd message them for whatever, I'd be like... Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. Whatever. Blah, blah, like, blah. Whatever you yeah. text. Do you know what I'm saying? I do the same thing. I just realized that I do the same thing. It, it's, it should happen subconscious. But that that's a good way to make sure... And you don't have to do it. Like, I don't know. It's just... It's a way to just be like, I'm still a business owner. Yeah. I am your friend. But you're not going to walk all over me. Because when I was younger and I ha- I became friends with some of my clients, they would walk in half an hour late. They would want discounts. They would come with no money and say, I'll pay you later and never pay me later. They would expect free sets. They'd come in with Maccas and greasy fingers 20 minutes. Like they wouldn't uh, respect the fact that I had clients after them mm. or that this was my job. They thought we were hanging out so they could just do whatever they want. You know, like I don't care if however your clients come to your appointments, but I'll just, I'm just trying to paint a picture. Like one, one, one girl would come in with like Ugg boot. Like, I don't care if you wear Ugg boots. I'm just painting a picture. Like she'd have Maccas in one hand, Ugg boots. Her hair would be like this. Like she just got out of bed. Like we we're just bumming at one of our houses. Like, you know, when you go to your friend's yeah. house and kick back that's how she'd come and she was always late like yeah what's a big deal it is a big deal yeah because now and then when i said something oh you're a bitch it would go there wasn't that really yeah because she wasn't seeing me as a business owner she was seeing me as a okay like why are you like this because you're not understanding that we're not hanging out this is my work you're Mm. coming into my work you're coming into the salon i'm renting a room you're like and i think i don't know if it's an age thing or the boundary thing but i would just started doing lashes so i was just like yeah cool let's do your lashes but it started to get to a point where my i don't know niceness and lack of professionalism i get not professional like you know what i'm saying your lack of boundaries yeah lack of boundaries just made these girls get worse and worse with what they were doing because it wouldn't start off like this they would start off coming on time and then it would just be like oh diana won't mind she'll be right yeah she won't care yeah i do care and then i'd let it simmer until i'd blow up not blow up as in anger but like it'd go on until i had the balls to say something Mm. and at that point i would never see them again yeah and then a year or two later they'd be like hey you still (laughs) doing lashes (laughs) no no so how did you ever start off giving your friends discounts um and if so how did you wean them off it i didn't wean them off i didn't i just changed friends really yeah well it depends who it was because like one my prices also changed and i did have a break for a couple of years so when i first started doing lashes i did uni price fridays at 50 bucks for a classic set yeah full set was 100 um and this was just when classic was around anyway so it was just like so my fridays were always full of young girls Mm. 
um, for fifty dollars. So that was one problem. But then, yeah, some of the I, I lost a friend, friend, friend. Uh, you know the friends you go clubbing with. Yeah. She wanted a free set and she cracked it because I wouldn't give them to her for free. Yeah. So we stopped being friends because of that. And even her mum got involved. So I was like, are you absolutely like? You- was the mum on her side? Yeah, of course. Oh Jesus, okay. I- I'm the asshole because I don't want to sit there for an hour, an hour and a half to do you a favor when you've done sweet fa for me. Like, there's no. Yeah. It's it depends on the relationship. Yeah. But most of my like good friends now they would always pay for they wouldn't even yeah they wouldn't even like i've had like even i've had family friends of my parents come get their lashes done and they've even tipped like i don't ask for extra but they've always been like here here's an extra whatever whatever because like i've never been disrespected by the people that i kept in my life later yeah and i think it's a maturity thing as well yeah but um yeah if you are really young and you are just starting out yeah I, I would I would set yourself up as professional as possible. Yeah. Because all those little slip ups that you make, yes, it's good to make mistakes because I've learnt from all of them. But I also lost good paying clients in that time because I was running late, because I was rushing, because of and the then people you become that, that lash artist that's always running late. Yeah, that's always because doing this. I let. I had no boundaries with the people that were making me late or were, do you know what I'm saying? It's a ripple effect and it comes back on you. So the quicker you pull up on the people that are, I'm going to say, fucking you around and either get rid of them or tell them to do the right thing, you will do, you'll prosper in your business more. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is to set boundaries. Don't be a little bitch. Put your boundaries in. If people (laughs) don't like it, that's it. Don't be scared to put these policies and run your business the way you want to set the hours you want. And also I've got a massive tip. Do not tell your clients that you can't book them in because you've got a day off. Do not do that. If your client's going to contact you saying, Hey, are you available Tuesday? The da da da. And you turn around and say, sorry, I'm not around that day. I've got a doctor's. It doesn't matter where it is. I don't care if you got a doctor's appointment, if you're on a holiday, if you're anywhere, you do not tell them what you're doing because they do not care. All they will feel like is, Oh, she doesn't want to work. You tell them you're booked. Mm. Unless they're a good client and you're having a scheduled time off for two weeks saying, Oh, this is my, I'm going away for holidays for two weeks. If it is a, a client, anyway, just don't tell them you're not working. Just say you're booked. It'll stop. They'll just go to the, okay, what about this day? If you start telling them that you're not working this day, you're picking and choosing what days you want to work, they won't come to you. Mm. They'll, they'll think. Or they'll try to push your boundary to be like, oh, can exactly. you just squeeze me in, yeah. please? Like, I'm just, it's just one person. Yeah. I've had that happen before. And you know what? I just subconsciously realized that I don't tell people my working days either. Just yeah, Don't do it. Just cause. When you do use a booking system, you literally block out the days. Um, even if you if it's coming up to a day where you've got no appointments in, I, I used to leave it open as well. And then you'd get that one random person that would book in in the morning yeah. for like two o'clock, three o'clock. Oh, like, that's the worst. Yeah, or like one o'clock between twelve yeah. and two is the so worst. So like you've gotten to a point where you've understood that yeah, I'm not going to get any clients. And then that one person. So it's up to you. If you're not doing anything and you're happy to go do the client, do the client. But I would b- block off that day mm. because then that client will think, oh, she's booked out today. And it makes yeah. you look like you're in demand as well. So if mm. you have all your calendar open and you've got random appointments here, there, everywhere with massive gaps, I would literally choose what times. Just reduce your working hours. Yeah, reduce your working hours. And realistically, 
like admit to yourself how many clients am I actually going to like if you know your, your schedule you know if you're going to get booked out or if you're not going to block off time so they book their appointments all together yeah. if you leave your whole day open and you know you're not going to be fully booked I guarantee you you will get a 9am and a 5pm or 4pm yeah. and you'll have nothing to do all day if you close condense off your that hours. condense your hours and give them limited time frames so then they have to book in the times if those times don't suit for them suit them they will either contact you or what you can do is on some days do a morning block till afternoon and on other days offer an afternoon to evening block so they've got a variety like shop shopping hours trading hours so you do tuesday wednesdays are your morning blocks and your thursday and fridays to your 9 p.m's so if they they've got a bit of a variety don't just do all your days exactly the same because if a client is working and does have a nine to five job and can't come until like seven o'clock or Mm -hmm. six o'clock you're 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 leaving money on the table yeah so make sure you give a variety but just condense down what you your availability so they book in those and then if you do book them out then start opening up the next one and the next one yeah i think that's good advice yeah i think that's good advice as yeah. well yeah should we leave it there yes we should <laughs> if you want to ask us any questions leave a comment or dm us we'll be more than happy but thank you for watching and we'll speak to you soon bye guys